I don't know about you, but it does slowly drain your self-esteem because you're just getting used to like all the little dopamine hits of a match. You get your hopes up, you start chatting to that person and it leads nowhere. Maybe I'm disillusioned with it, I don't know, but I'm just not that bothered because I'd just rather get out and start meeting people in real life. And actually people have been really responsive for that because everyone's craving human connection. Welcome back to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Here's what you need to know about me and your Such a Catch. So I am very, very single and I am out here just living my best, trying my hardest to figure out where my perfect match is. So whether he's on a dating app, whether he's going to bump into me at the grocery store with his mask on while we're both like admiring the limes, I don't know. Or maybe he's my DoorDash delivery guy. It's a mystery, but I am just waiting for my Hallmark movie to play out. I don't know what that looks like, but it's going to be very untraditional and probably awkward, but Hallmark movies can be awkward. So yeah, (laughs) but I also like to think of myself as a bit of a guinea pig. So if you have an inventive way of meeting somebody or you want to test something out, I am welcome to be that guinea pig and give it a shot. So that's what today's episode is about. We went virtual speed dating. So yes, speed dating has been a thing for a while and I've never done it in person. My guest, Saborno, has, but this was a very unique and interesting experience. So before I dive into that, let's get to it. If you haven't, please like, subscribe, and follow your Such a Catch on all social media platforms. Rate and review the podcast that helps me you know, grow my listener base and reach other singles who might just need a little nudge or encouragement, especially right now. I don't know what part of the country or world actually that you're in, but LA is back in a lockdown. And for those of us who set out goals in 2020, you know, for me, I was like, this is the year I am going to meet my man. Ah, I had big, big goals for 2020. And I'm now thinking, oh my gosh, here we are, you know, making our way towards uh, mid-December and there aren't too many days left. And, ooh, where am I at with all of those goals? So it's rough. And if I can help a sister or a brother out and just give a little encouragement and let you guys know, you know, we're in this together. And I can only imagine on the flip side, It cannot be easy for those in relationships either. It's just a different way of life that we're dealing with right now. So hit a sister up, Erin at yoursuchacatch.com. You can also, you know, DM me on Instagram. I respond to everyone. So I was on Saburno's podcast a while back. Um, It's online dating laid bare, and he's based out of England. And we came up with this like fun idea of doing a speed dating event together. So the only way or universe this could ever happen in is virtual. Saburno actually got one other gal to join us and it was a pleasure meeting her. She and I did not know each other going into the speed dating event. So we only connected after, which is really cool. So we went into this thing with an open mind, you know, kind of like, okay, let's just go see what it's like. Let's see, you know, if there's any connections. Jess, who is the gal who joined us, she is actually a dating coach in LA. And I think 
that gave us a unique perspective, right? And obviously during our debrief together, that was also interesting just to see our different takes and perspective. But going into this social experiment or, you know, this this night of dating, I will say I took it, you know, seriously. I was hoping that there might be somebody who caught my eye. There might be a little spark, a little chemistry, even through the computer screen. But OMG, Becky. <laughs> You guys, this was wild. So Saberno and I kind of discussed it in our chat, but I'll just give you a quick synopsis. So it was a particular demographic. I don't remember exactly, but I believe it was mid thirties and they all put us into one room. So it'd be like you're on a normal Zoom session. So I thought that was a little peculiar. You can kind of size up who you're going to see, women and men. Then after you go through like the rules and the guidelines, you basically are bridged off into your own room with your first date. Each date is seven minutes. There is a clock, so you see it ticking down. You see the other person, they see you, and you have at it. Now there's no like recap or anything at the end, you can decide I wanna match with this person or I don't. And if you do match, they provide you with the other person's email address. So if you can imagine, um, this is a great way to meet new people um, outside of dating apps because it removes that back and forth banter, the text back and forth until it can get to a phone call or a virtual date or you know even a walking or some sort of date that we can go on in COVID. But if you're in Florida, I'm jealous because you're probably still going out. <laughs> I think your rules over there have been quite different than LA. So LA, we have a lot of challenges. I know the UK has had its challenges too. So anyway, um, you're gonna hear Sabrino and I chat about our dates. I would encourage you to check out his podcast episode because he has a debrief session of Jess, himself, and I um, dishing about all of our dates. And for me, one of the funnest parts was Jess and I essentially dated the same men. So it was very interesting to hear her perspective on those dates versus mine, how the men treated her, what they discussed versus what I discussed. Because I will tell you guys, I got stood up. Mm -hmm. I had one dude who could only say motherfucker. I mean, every other word was MF. And I had another one who told me he was scared of women and lives with his mother and father. And yeah, I mean, you guys, I cannot make this up. But with all that being said, I like this concept. And if it was the right pool of men on virtual dates, like if I could figure out a way to get only Charger fans or only football fans or only tequila connoisseurs, <laughs> if I could figure that out, oh my God, we would be in business. Ah, so maybe that's something that, you know, I think about or we try to put together. If you have any resources to make that happen, let's do it. So. Tune in, enjoy, and if you want to join me, so here's the thing. The virtual speed dating company emailed us all after the event and they said, hey, we had a little bit less turnout than we anticipated. So because of that, we would like to extend you a um, complimentary you know, speed dating sesh. So you can go on, pick a date and a time, and you can do this whole fun experience all over again. So I have a pass. If anybody wants to join with me, it is kind of fun having somebody to do it with. 
because at the end you can, you know, sidebar, chat, I don't care, male, female, you know, whoever's in, let let a sister know and we can do this together because it is kind of fun to have somebody to be able to like debrief and if you want to speed date with me, you don't even have to be in LA, you can be anywhere. Um, obviously, Saberno did it from the UK, so let a sister know, let's do it together. It is fun and I mean, let's just be honest, what else are you doing besides watching Netflix um, since we're back in the lockdown, so. So for us, obviously, we chose to do this because, one, we wanted to, and we thought it might be a fun way to spend the evening. And we also knew that we wanted to come back together and we wanted to talk about it. And we're looking for love. But I'm trying to put myself into these guys' shoes or those women's shoes and go, okay, what was their motivation? Did they really think they were going to go through this process and meet somebody? Where did that come from? But Mm -hmm. I do love the fact that everybody made a commitment to pay. I want you to chime in on this because... With dating apps, I've never really paid for them. Aside of Raya, I've paid for the monthly subscription to Raya because to be on it, in general, you have to pay. But I've never like paid to whatever, increase my membership, like on Bumble or Hinge or anything. Do do you do that? Do you pay? So once on Tinder, we had like three or four matches that I couldn't see. And I wanted to find out who they were. So I I did the gold thing. But it was on because... I matched with them and they didn't chat. And it really annoys me, actually, because it's how they work. When you first sign up, you get a load of the hidden matches. They want you to pay for the subscription. So you see who's matched with you, and then they turn out to be dub profiles. And that really winds me up. And like, it's very clever, to be fair, but it mm-hmm. really winds me up. So I haven't paid. I know people have told me in the past, well, Aaron, why don't you try Match or why don't you try eHarmony? Because mm-hmm. both of those require a little bit more investment, not only financially, but also time. Like with eHarmony, you have to do a lot of profile and bio writing before you actually get to a date and you do a lot of back and forth. But I've had experiences on both. And for whatever reason, I'm not convinced that that's how I'm going to meet my person. So I haven't done it. But I do love in this speed dating. And how did you find this company, by the way? Because you, you're the one who found it and sent it to me. I just Googled speed dating in LA. Oh, you did? And they were the first to pop up. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think you'd sent me an event before that, which is why I just went back to them. Oh, that is... Okay, this is wild because I thought you initially sent me that link and and that's where I thought I got it from. Oh, Maybe I had done. I'm not. I'm not. That's sure. so funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So we both think the other one had the idea, but <laughs> which is great. But I mean, I do love the concept, and I I love that you were willing to get up at three a.m. to do it and to participate. I mean, that says a lot about you. Freaking got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. Not true. We all know that's not the answer. But it is great that that you were willing to do that. I was a little, I will say, I was a little bit like, oh, is he going to make it? But I, I knew you'd show up and thank God you did because we'll get to that. <laughs> but <laughs> you were like my knight in shining armor. This concept, it's kind of interesting that there aren't more options. Maybe there are. We just haven't like explored them yet. But I mean, it is a great concept. So for the listeners who don't know, we joined a virtual speed dating event. And the premise essentially is that initially men and women are all in the same Zoom-esque like session. So we could all kind of see each other. And Saberno, I'm going to ask you to chime in on that because this is your second event. And 
And you said that the format and the other one was different. So I will say you have to be very careful, like you mentioned, when you're in this setting, because you can size people up really quickly and start to make some judgment calls before even getting to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, it's the second company whose events I've attended have actually done, it's not loads more, a couple more speed dating events. So it wasn't my second one overall. The plot has been clear from the start. I've just been misleading you. Oh my goodness. We should have had more than seven minutes together in that room then. (laughs) You have so much more to share. So wait a minute. So you've done, you've done more speed dating, but, but within the same two companies. Yeah, within a couple of companies. Can I say the other company's name? Of course. So the other company it is somebody I know, but I know him through attending his in-person speed dating events because I got chatting, chatting to him at, at the at one of the events because I was like, all oh, right, you run these events as a full-time living. Tell me about that and stuff like that. So his company is called Fast Love. And mm. as my friend amusingly said to me, he was like, does this reflect the guy, the standard of the guys in the bedroom? And I was like, <laughs> I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> um, so that's the other company that I've attended and then and, and this one. And yeah, there are lots of subtle differences between the two, which I feel make Fast Love overall a better experience. Mm-hmm. But this experience is slightly skewed by the fact that it was on Thanksgiving weekend and quite a few people didn't turn up. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, what is the normal or kind of expected amount of people to be in the process? Because I noticed our time frame was supposed to be from seven to nine, but I was, I was done by, I think it was like 8.05. Yeah. I I was basically done within an hour, I think. I I would say the best events between eight to 12 people. Okay. That would be about four minutes with each. So in total, it's going to be about an hour when you take into consideration the, say, the introduction and then the post-event things. Wrap up, right. So being that you are used to having more women to date and it is a shorter time frame, did you have trouble um, remembering who was who in those? Because one of the things that I kind of thought was really unique and funny about us doing this debrief, and for my listeners, we did a debrief on Saberna Show as well, which we're going to talk about in a little bit and give you a link to, because it, it, the, the plot does thicken. It, it gets a little <laughs> it gets a little juicier because we also had Jess with us. So she and I had the fun opportunity to really dish and chat about the men that we both dated. But what are your thoughts on that? Because we had a little bit of trouble remembering exactly who we spoke to. So I can only imagine if there was more men and less time, if I would really be able to Uh, kind of pinpoint who was who. Yes, that is a very good point. I didn't think of it that way. But for me, it was actually quite easy because there were five women and two of them were you and Jess. So there's Mm -hmm. only three that I had to remember. And one of those actually wasn't even a conversation because she could, yeah, I couldn't hear her audio, but she could hear me. And I think, as I jokingly said on on our other debrief, it was like we were already married. Uh, yeah. So that was, there was only two sort of legitimate potential matches when you take that into consideration as well. So it wasn't too bad. But that's the thing. What Fast Love does is it sends you a PDF of like a tick sheet uh, for you to either print off so you can make notes during the event or it's really easy to copy onto a piece of paper. It's just 
three columns, one with the number, one with the name, and then one with the notes. Ah, that's smart. I wish I would have taken some sort of notes. I mean, I'm pretty good at like visually seeing something. I'm like a visual learner. And so I'll kind of like remember a picture or a description like it. And maybe you noticed that in, in our chat, but I would have liked to, I think, have been a little bit more detail oriented. So just for my own personal preference too, because sometimes those little small details are kind of fun to look back on and be like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny actually how after previous events, what I've done is I've just tried to write as many notes as possible on each person. But then you review it the next day and you think, oh, I suddenly remember this about them and I remember this. Mm, so that yeah. was really quite interesting. Just trying to remember the details because after one of the previous speed dating events, I did a, a debrief with somebody else. She was based in the UK. So it was interesting doing that with her and we were sort of comparing notes. And because of the way it was run, she knew the girls I was talking about because before those events, they had the, the, the women are put into one room and then the guys are put into another room. And so she was like, oh, yeah, I remember so-and-so. I know who you're talking about. And, yeah, it was interesting because she was like, oh, I thought you would match with X, Y, and Z or you would like mm -hmm. this, this, and this person, but it turns out you like this one. So, you know, that would be a really interesting social experiment to do as well. Oh, my God, you lost me at Z because I forgot that's how you guys say it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love it. And dude, you had such a leg up in this with your accent and everything. Oh my gosh. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about an in-person speed dating versus the virtual, since you have the experience of both. Because I only really had the concept in my head. I have a couple girlfriends who've gone speed dating here in LA. I would love to know if it's the same company that they used, mm. but I can only imagine it being a little bit of a different vibe. And I really enjoyed this vibe, getting seven minutes with each person and people rotating in and out of the room, except for we know um, that seven minutes can be an eternity or it can not be long enough. Mm. But but what were your key takeaways and, and which do you prefer? Yeah, that is a really great question, actually. In-person speed dating is, is good. You get the vibe and the atmosphere of the bar and you turn it more into a night out. Because you go out, you probably, it, 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 that's if you meet a friend. You might have a couple of drinks before, then you might have, say, one during the event. And then you've got the opportunity afterwards to chat to anybody you're particularly interested in, normally under the influence of a few drinks, but at least you, you have that opportunity. However, I would say overall, I prefer the virtual side. Because oh. as Jess mentioned a few times in our debrief, it is more time efficient. and. Not everyone likes going to a bar. A lot of them are in bars with the company that I've gone to. And not everyone likes the atmosphere of a bar. Not everyone wants to pay like three quid for half a glass of Coke or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, in terms, it's definitely more cost effective. It's more time effective. And also, I think it gives more people the opportunity to feel comfortable doing it because you can do it in the comfort of, of your own home. And also it feels a bit like the competition is less because I've done, when I was living in London, I've done some in-person events there and you always get some dickhead who just lingers around on the girls for too long. And when they're only three or four minutes, you're like, get the fuck out of my seat. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you've used up 30 seconds. It's like, 
Oh, that's interesting. So, so in, in in-person speed dating, what is the signal that you get up and leave? Because we had no option when your time was up as because when you and I were on our date and that time was ticking down, I was like, oh no, it was like five, four, three. And I was like, don't leave me. But in, in real life, what happens? What signifies that you have to move from one table to the next? So someone will either ring a bell or there'll be a facilitator, a facilitator saying, right, move on to your next date. But obviously, if you're sat with someone, and it's a tricky one because if you're physically sat with someone, you've got a chemistry and rapport, why do you want to break that? You just want to carry on chatting to them. Right. But if there's someone waiting to speak to them, then it's unfair on them. It's a tricky one because I've probably done both, to be honest. I've sat with someone who I'm really enjoying their company and I don't want to go. But then I've also been waiting for someone to get out of the seat because I want to try and date this person. So yeah, both sides. But at least with this, like you say, the timer goes, you get cut off and then you move to the next person. Right. Which is interesting too, because if I was sitting in front of you, I would finish my sentence. I would finish my thought. I would finish my sentence or allow you the respect of that. But in this scenario, like... A couple of times it was just like, okay, boom, you're cut off and then you're completely on to the next. And I, I did like that they gave us a little bit of time in between each person. So it was kind of like regroup because there was a couple of times where I needed to mentally talk myself back into it. <laughs> So I don't know. I think out of the three of us, I had, it wasn't even a bad experience, but I had the most peculiar. Yeah. I I feel like I had the most peculiar and I'm, I'm trying to reflect back on it now and go, is this something I'm bringing on myself? Something that I'm doing that's attracting this weird behavior or did that exist in, because Jess is a dating coach and she's kind of rehearsed in these situations, she knew how to handle the conversations a little bit differently. Yeah, maybe. It sounds like you're you were a bit unlucky though, and with one guy in particular, his behavior to you was very different to Jess. Yeah, which I wonder why that is. So this particular gentleman, he was the last person that I went on a date with. So we won't say that the best was saved for last because <laughs> he was far from the best. But this particular gentleman must have been doing the virtual date from his phone. He was definitely doing this weird rocking sensation where he would get right up into the phone and all you could really see were his eyeballs. (laughs) And every other word was motherfucker out of his mouth. And I don't know why. Like, But Jess said he didn't cuss one time. Mm, It's very odd. Isn't that weird? I don't know. But yeah, so that was a very peculiar one. I also had the dentist, which I told you, oh my gosh, you guys, I was very awkward. We, he said he had never had a girlfriend. He said that he lived at home with mom and dad. And he said he basically was scared of women, which I thought was a really interesting approach. Would if you if any of those things were true to you, would you admit them? I mean, I would, but I wouldn't phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. If I lived at home, people can live at home. They've got elders to to look after. But I wouldn't say. I mean, I would hope it would be more a case of saying my parents live with me, as opposed to I mm. my home in my bedroom since I was a child. The the two dynamics there are very different. If you have your own place and your own life, 
but you've brought your parents into your house to live with you. That is very different to still living at home with your parents. Presume maybe could be even be in the same bedroom that you grew up in. Yeah. So I, I don't think this dude clarified that in terms of being scared of women. I mean, I guess some people are just socially inept. It's absolutely fair enough to have that fear. Like I've got no argument with that whatsoever because it can be a scary thing. And actually it makes him look even more valuable, not instantly, but to admit, well, I am afraid of women, but I'm doing a speed dating event to try mm-hmm. and meet some. I think that's really admirable. But why would you say that from the off? If he was, I don't know, on date two or three and eased into the fact he's like, look, my, I don't have great experience with women and yeah, I do have a little bit of a fear because of this, that and the other. I think that's fair enough. And then what mm-hmm. would be the thing? The other thing was that it became so awkward after he said those things. And I did feel like, I guess for me, there wasn't a physical attraction, but then like if there was any sort of emotional or kind of like I don't know, mental attraction or whatever. It wasn't really there, but I immediately took to like, he was a wounded animal and I needed to help him, even though he wasn't really asking for my help, I don't think. And so I just kind of made a couple suggestions off the cuff where I said, I think you should, like, if you're going to say these things, like own them, but like, give me a little bit more backstory. So don't say you live with mom and dad and you're, you're putting it as kind of a negative. But if, like you said, if he would have presented it like, my dad's my best friend and I love my mom and family is everything to me. And I have the opportunity to bring them into my home and we all live together under one roof and it's nothing weird. I'm not in the basement playing video games all day long. Like I'm a dentist. I would have thought, oh, he's got a great job. He loves his family. But instead it was like immediate, it was almost as if he was giving me the red flags or the reasons why not to date him off the bat. And I think sometimes in dating, we're selling ourselves because you we only have seven minutes to talk to the other person and you need to do enough back and forth so you're each getting your ample time, which maybe you disagree with, but I want to learn about the other person, but I also want the opportunity to say, hey, this is who I am and not have it be so, this is my job, this, it's, this is my living situation type deal. But I was telling you that when it got really awkward, I smiled real big into the camera and was like, well, what do you think of my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I was like, I have a little bit of a chip. Like, can we fix that? But I would, again, I would never let him come near me with any sort of <laughs> drill, or, <laughs> drill or apparatus or anything. It was just a way to pass the time. And then I had... Oh, then I had the other gentleman who laughed at everything I said. I mean, you know me, I'm not that funny. Like, it doesn't need to be everything. He was also very career focused. And then I got stood up, which, you know, so that's weird. I did, though, because if you guys had a break, you, it, it it told you like you're taking a, a pause this yeah. round, correct? And mine did not. Mine said a person's ah. name was entering the room. Yeah. And so, but when you took your pause, you watched a video. Yeah, that, well, I watched a video and I texted you. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Thank God you were there this whole time. So what was the video on? I'm just curious. It was like a highlights reel of dating events. Yeah, it was weird, but it was essentially advertising the company. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it was dating in a car, in a taxi. Oh. 
Yeah, so it would take two people on a taxi ride and film them having a date in the car. And I think it might be a program in the US, I'm not sure, but it was advertising that. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you said that because it's just reminded me. It was oh my gosh. That's an interesting concept. So you get in the taxi, you're on a date, you take a spin around the block, yeah. and then you get out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or you say, I really want to get to know this person better, and you drive off into the sunset. I like this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's basically speed dating, but in a taxi, essentially. And also with a taxi driver listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably. It's kind of more literal speed dating, depending on where they go. If they go on one of the highways and cruise like well dude if they drive on the highway here in LA it could be a half hour (laughs) to go 0.5 miles Um, (laughs) wow that is funny yeah so for some reason I got stood up Jess didn't get stood up she also had a natural pause so I am wondering what happened to that gentleman I will say with the virtual speed dating like you had to go through the date where you had you let's see how that worked you could hear her but she couldn't hear you correct Yes. Yeah. So she was, yeah, she was talking to me and then I'll be like, oh, can you hear me? And she'd be like, can't hear anything. And yeah, I think as I mentioned, it felt like we were married already. Uh, Right. Bizarre. And then she just kept on logging out and trying to log back in. Um, And yeah, it just didn't work. And I I thought, I mean, I had the idea at the end of the episode, but I thought if I had some paper, I could have written questions on it and then held them up to the screen. And then... Yeah, that would have been actually cute. I would have liked that if you, if, I mean, if that was my situation. But I mean, I guess that is one of the downsides to a virtual event is if they don't have somebody to help you with your sound or they don't, yeah, yeah, you know, do that you're ahead right, of time. Technology, if that doesn't work, then you're fucked. Mm-hmm, exactly. Whereas in an in person event, you're totally fine. Like, obviously, unless you just want to ignore what the person is saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, actually, another key difference. Again, it depends how you look at it, but normally the in-person ones, there's a break, like a 15-minute break halfway through, whereas with these, you generally just have to power through until you finish. So let me ask you this. In that break, I'm assuming there's some like commingling happening. So do people who have already been matched up then kind of cling to each other versus like going to the bar and getting in another drink or going and using the restroom? Is it like an opportunity to kind of like continue that conversation? And would that be intimidating to you if you knew like, Susie and Joe already had their in-person speed date and you haven't gotten a chance to talk to Susie yet, but you see them kind of reconnecting. Does that trigger anything in your brain or you don't let it bother you? No, it it doesn't bother me because I can't control what other people are doing and behaving. So it's not an issue for me. I've had times where I've been on a date and then they've rung for the break and I've carried on chatting to that person for a few more minutes into the break but Uh I've had other circumstances where I've been like oh thank god and then they may have wanted to carry on talking to me I'll be like oh my buddy's waiting I'm gonna get a drink and even though I can't recollect any specific circumstances it's probably happened the other way around where the girls got up and gone right I'm gonna go mingle with my girlfriends Uh, Uh so yeah it can it can work either way but I tend not to worry about what other people are doing those type of things yeah can't control Do you think that in a setting like that, though, which is similar, like I think of like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like that competition, because there's other men 
I, I think of it from my perspective. I mean, I've never been on an in-person one, but I never really thought I was like competing against other women. But but do you think there's like that competitive? Because if I think I know anything about a man, it's that he likes to win. Yeah, I mean, at the events that I've attended, particularly the in-person ones, there's normally one or two women who stand out from the rest. Um, okay. And not just physically, they're not just always the hottest ones, but there are just some that have better banter and you just get on better with. I mean, likewise for guys, it's the same thing for guys, right, presumably. But yeah, they're always coincidentally the ones that are getting matched by everyone and everyone wants to try and meet and everyone's competing for. And yeah, like you say, it is a bit of a competition. And obviously when it comes to love, people want to win, don't they? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it is kind of funny because on a show like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they always talk about, are you here for the right reasons? Are you here for love? But I can only imagine if you are without access to the normal world, you're engrossed in like the process, you're watching these people go on dates with your girlfriend or boyfriend, mm. there's all these different emotions and feelings. And I guess we didn't really experience that in virtual dating because once we left that initial group chat or that mm. group room, which we weren't even chatting, we were being chatted at, right? We yeah, were being yeah. told the rules and how the process was going to work, but we could see each other. So we were making like judgments or whatever yeah. based on aesthetics. But after that, it was like our own personal journey and we never interacted with each other in in a group setting yeah. again. Yeah, and I think it can't, virtual dating can even it up a little bit for, say, less extroverted guys because you can showcase your personality if you're just more relaxed anyway, but also with your background. Background with some nice pictures up and stuff like that, then it, women pick up on these things and right. you can see and, and target those conversation pieces. Whereas, say, the classic good-looking guy you might have, fuck all in his background or he might be lying in bed and it's like you're creating a bad impression because you're not making any effort you just assume that everyone's going to tick you or whatever but i think it does encourage that as well it sort of levels the playing field a little bit yeah so let me ask you about the other women because we kind of talked about this with the men but for me what i noticed is most of the men I felt were on their phones doing the virtual speed dating on the phone, which I would not recommend because one, it's a little bit of that Blair Witch situation where it's like kind of shaky and, and two, your face is the entire screen. And so you don't have the ability to make small talk about a piece of artwork or about your room or your space. So I did notice that the one guy who did have his set up that way, I was commenting and I did like seeing his um, space that he was in because one, I was like, oh, he's clean and tidy. And I was like, oh, he has some good taste in, in color choices of paint or whatnot. I mean, he was a little peculiar <laughs> himself. But I mean, it gave me something to talk about. It was like a little bit of a conversation starter. But were all the women on computers? Yeah, I think they were all on laptops. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I didn't know that difference. But yeah, they the, the women all seemed to make an effort. So they were very strategic about where they were doing chat. All of them had a really nice background, which could have all been conversation pieces. They all looked to be sat comfortably either on a couch or on a nice comfortable seat. Um, I'm sure one had her cat knocking about as well. And they, yeah, they all made the effort to dress well as well. Uh -huh. so, yeah, a fair play to them. They all, yeah, they all made what I felt was a significant and 
kind of the minimum effort you would expect someone to make, even if it's virtual speed dating. Right. And, and I mean, I think lighting is huge. So for most of the men, especially the ones on the, the phones, their lighting was very poor. And so not being able to see their full face or being, like, I couldn't tell you what one of them was wearing aside of maybe the guy that I was commenting on as well. But it's also kind of cheating because I do have a photo of him because he asked me to take a photo of him. Yeah, he was the funny one where his eyes were closed most of the time. And in the two photos I did take, his eyes were both closed. I would have liked to get to see a little bit more to know like, what's their style? How do they dress? I couldn't even really tell. I can't remember if the guy who was rocking, who had the bug eyes, I can't remember if he had his hood on. I almost want to say he had like a hood on, which, you know, it's similar to when you're on a dating profile and somebody's wearing glasses or a hat in every photo. You want to be able to see their eyes. You want to be able to see who they are without these different layers. So I think that's interesting too. But we were talking about what we could have suggested about the whole experience. I mean, maybe something for the speed dating company is like, hey, you give people some tips and tricks on be on your computer, have good lighting, all these things, because I think that would have made the experience a little bit better for me too. Just just having yeah, this... Impress as well. Yeah, just having this more... Would, not getting stood up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not hearing you're scared of me. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not scary. I'm not scary. But yeah, I mean, overall though, I really enjoyed the experience. I think it's a great way to get to know people quickly versus... And, and maybe it's different in the UK. So tell me this. You and I match on an app. What happens next Like, like in your typical situation? I'm just curious. Before I answer that, I should just say that the event we did, because the attendance was poor, but that might have been an anomaly with it being Thanksgiving weekend, which is my bad because I booked it that weekend, not knowing it was Thanksgiving. So I'd be interested to see if you and Jess attend another LA-based virtual speed dating event and what the review of that is like, because obviously it's a sample size of one on, I mean, it's the most popular American holiday, right? Online Christmas, maybe? Oh, maybe the general public. I don't know if it's mine. It is a big one. But with that being said, I mean, it's a different time. It's COVID, right? And so people are at home. There's people who couldn't travel to go be with their families because of COVID. So they might be looking for something to do. But I think it takes a special type of person who's going to say, I'm okay to do this. I think you, Jess, and I are all very extroverted. I mean, think about it. We all talk to strangers every single day. I mean, that's how we met. We were all strangers, right? So, um, and we already talked about like us not having any anxiety or apprehension about being part of the process. Now, I would beg to differ. I don't know how many more people I would have liked to add to that sample size if they were all in that demographic because I hit my quota and I had one session where I was by myself taking selfies and just texting you. (laughs) So like, I don't know if I would have had another three, four dudes to go through. If I would, I might've been like tap, tap out myself. And then poor Bobby might've been waiting there saying, Aaron will be joining shortly. (laughs) And then she never joins unless we did have a break or something. Because I think too, For me, at least, I'm a bit of a chameleon and my energy is going to match the person that I'm talking to 
kind of. So I might start off with my normal upbeat, positive energy. But if then somebody's like, well, I live at home with mom and dad. I never had a girlfriend in my life. I'm scared of you and scared of women. I'm going to be like, oh, and then that's when it gets drug out a little bit and those seven minutes become an eternity. So, so maybe if the time was shorter, like you mentioned, and we had more people and a break, I could maybe handle it. Yeah, for sure. Can you repeat the question about the apps, please? No, I was just curious, like how things progress over there, because I have an idea in my mind, having had several years of experience on apps, once I match somebody, where it goes from there. So I'm just curious, you and I match on an app. What's the next move? Do you anticipate me writing you? Do you write me? And let's say we're on an app where it's an even playing field. It's not like Bumble where I have to message you first. Well, I would still like to talk about Bumble just because Bumble and Tinder are probably the ones I've used the most, particularly Bumble. On, I'll get to Tinder in a second since I know that was your preference. But just to say quickly about Bumble. Oh, Tinder is not my preference, by the way. Oh, okay. No, but I meant just in reference to if there's an even playing field. Oh, okay. Got you. I was like, oh, let's make that very clear. (laughs) Same for both of us, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, Bumble, the the woman makes the first move. No offense, but women are terrible at sending first messages. I mean, as, as guys, you're told to, and I think it's all good advice, but I think it applies to both sexes. Look at the photos, make a comment on them or a joke from there and like try and start a proper conversation and write something better than, hey, how are you? Or, hey, how are you? That's all I've had from Bumble. I think Mm. apart from once. So it's offensive to both sexes. (laughs) Right. No, I would agree. Now, I will say a little bit of devil's advocate here. There was a period of time where I spent a lot of time writing witty openers based upon attire, pictures, or just things that maybe their location or something like that. And then I never got a response. So I'm not saying that it's like the match expires. So I'm not saying I don't still do that, but I definitely think I've, just from my own personal experience, pulled back a little bit because I'm like, why am I taking five minutes to come up with this really clever witty opener, which I think obviously I'm tooting my own horn like I'm some great one-liner, but, and then, and then he doesn't respond and that really bums me out. So I, I do maybe see why a person might resort to, hey, how are you? But I agree. I also hate it because here's why. I write, hey, how are you? You respond back maybe 12, 14 hours later with, I'm doing okay. How are you? Now, then I get it. Maybe two days later, I'm finally going to get back to you. And I've like experienced all the gamuts of emotions. And I'm like, now we're just playing this game of pleasantries and that doesn't get us anywhere. And then by then we've already matched with maybe 10 or 12 more people. And now we're in that same, nobody stands out. And then you're like, oh, I'm done with dating apps. Yeah, that is a really interesting insight. And I'm glad you've said that because, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. If I think generally women do get more matches than men. I mean, we actually posted about that today, uh, about how many more matches women get. And obviously, yeah, if you're making an effort and you're getting fuck all back, then why would you continue to make the effort? So fair fair point. Thank you for um, sharing that. Out of interest, on Bumble, can you send an audio message first? I have actually never sent an audio message. I have received one, but I have never sent one. For me personally... I like audio messages, but I don't know that I would lead with that. 
Oh, see, I would love it. If a woman, mm. I have a friend of mine, I always try and pester her to send me audio messages just because, well, she, she's got an array of accents, which I absolutely buzz off. So I'm always like, oh, just, just send a voice message. It's easier. But I mean, she'll send them. She sends them every so often. If a woman I matched with on an app did that, I would absolutely love it. Mm, interesting. Okay, so I'm just going to run with that for a second. So I feel a little bit like I have to build some sort of rapport or foundation with the person first before I do that, only because I've had some experiences with some people who are a little bit creepy <laughs> and, and their behavior is a little bit peculiar. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but there is a lot of catfish out there. And I would want to really make sure that the person that I was talking to is the person I think I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I like the audio message, though, because you're finding out more about their personality. But if they don't respond with audio message and they only text you back, yeah. you still don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. And yeah, I mean, I don't push someone to reply with an audio. I mean, I know I said I met the girl I mentioned earlier. She, mm-hmm. I, I know her, so we're just bantering. But yeah, I don't push someone on an app to reply. It's not like I'll go, oh, can you not reply with an audio message? If they do, then great. If they don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself going down a path going, oh, this person isn't really... Like, like do you ever have that inclination that the person I'm talking to isn't the person who is being represented on the app? I've never really experienced that. Again, it, I think it's probably something that girls experience more than guys. Certainly from the guests I've spoken to who, I mean, I know are predominantly female, but I have spoken to a lot of guys as well. And I think it is something that women experience more, which is sad to say. But in terms of those first messages, so say, for example, on Bumble, I'll get the, hey, how are you? Or some variant of that. I'll always respond with an audio message because I don't like messing around. I think I'm a firm believer that you should play to your uh, strengths. And I feel like one of my strengths is my voice. And it's just na- more natural and easier for me to just go, uh, hey, Erin, lovely to meet you. I love your profile. I love the fact that y- you do a podcast. I would love to hear more about it. Uh, I've said love that a lot of times as though I'm trying to. <laughs> it's like an NLP technique or something. <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, it would be you know really nice to connect. What are you up to this week? It's just more natural and organic than just trying to force a, a conversation or banter or rapport from messages. When, like you say, if, if you get a dickhead who's replying after 14 hours, it's like, why are you bothering replying? You're either interested or you're not. And then trying to build rapport on this like stretched out conversation. I mean, the friend I was chatting about earlier, she does online dating as well. And she seems to, she gets matches and the matches she communicates with, there's like, a constant back and forth, but within the space of a few hours. So it's probably feels a bit more like a conversation, but the ones that I match with it are just really drawn out. So I feel like I get mm-hmm. the audio, I do the voice note, and then I just try and progress to a phone call or in-app call as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you leave a um, voice message, and I don't know if it notifies you if the woman's heard it, it doesn't, does it? No, I think it just says delivered. Yeah, it either goes one of two ways. Either they reply, often they'll reply saying, oh, that's bold, leaving a voice message. But again... Oh, is the majority of the women saying that's a bold move? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which is funny because 
it's not that long ago that we had to phone people, but nowadays, because culture or whatever has changed so much, leaving a voice message rather than a text message is kind of seen as either more alpha or confident or bold, however you want to term it. Yeah. And I'm just really happy with that because I just want to get chatting to someone immediately. So I, and more often than not, get that response. But what I do love is when a woman does reply with a voice note as well. In such as the state of play at the minute, it does seem to take an extra level of confidence to be able to do that, even though you're going to meet at some point, you would have thought, so they're going to hear your voice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. would have a relationship. <laughs> okay, and if she doesn't reply either by text or by voice message back to you, yeah. how long do you let that match stay in your queue before getting rid of it? I'll leave it about a week and then I'll follow okay. up. And then if they don't reply, that is done. Mm. So I am um, very much like I am in real life. Okay, so I'm a Virgo. I'm supposed to be like perfectionist and very organized. But with certain things, I am not either of those things, okay? Email is one of those. People used to look at my phone and they used to be like, oh my God, you have 30,000 unread emails. And I'd be like, yeah, what's it to you? (laughs) But sometimes my dating apps can get like that too because I don't know, like I don't go in there and clean it up. but. What I've loved and found so much humor in, in COVID times, is I get these guys who I match with, I kid you not, three years ago, okay, three years ago, one of them writes me the, hey, how are you? Three years later. And, but it's my fault because I left them in the queue and didn't delete them. And I have to look because I have my card disabled on Tinder. Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting any new matches and I'm not on there swiping or anything. Nobody can see me, right? Except for your existing matches, which I have not cleaned up. How and so, in the queue? Oh my God. Oh, good gravy. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm going to pull it up for you and I'm yeah. going to tell you. I want to see you see, but I'm telling you this guy, I'll show you the message because I don't think I deleted it. Okay. So I have two messages right now, but oh, I have 10 new messages I, or 10 new matches. I haven't even opened up, but I'll show you. Okay. Let's see if I can find you. Oh, I might've did. You know what? I did delete. I did delete the guy that wrote me, but I took a screenshot of it. So I have it, but I could show you like, it just goes on and on. <laughs> I don't know how struggling to meet someone. Oh, but like... <laughs> how many you scrolling down? I might have cleaned that up by now, but like this guy, for instance, says, you matched with Derek three years ago, but neither of us ever said anything to one another. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, maybe this is a good activity that we're doing together here because I could... Sh- okay, so Hinge is my favorite app. Do you use Hinge in the UK? We've got it here. I'm not on it. Well, I'm not on any apps at the moment. Oh, you're not. Okay, so now this is new. I just learned this right now looking at it with you because Hinge used to let you leave everything here for an eternity. I had like, I kid you not, I had like 160, whatever. Matches. Yes. And now it says, and now it says inactive chats are hidden after 14, oh, after 14 days, unless you, new activity unhides them. So that's very interesting that that's a new process too, because I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess I like Bumble in the sense that I can control who I communicate with, but I, I'd much rather prefer the man to reach out and to show me that he's interested. But in the apps that do that, like Tinder and Hinge, where it's a mutual thing, you'll see the men don't 
don't reach out. We match and then they, they're they in some, hey, how are you conversation with the girl down the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you not, are you of the philosophy that the man should reach out? Do you not want to reach out with them? Not always because my behavior would indicate otherwise because I am now DMing people and trying to make matches with sites that are not dating sites, people that I think I would be compatible with. So I'm basically just like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to give it a you know try no matter what it is. But I guess in that setting, the profile and the pictures aren't aren't compelling enough for me to want to put forth the effort to be like, I want to get to know you. And if it does, I obviously do. But then I get a little bit overwhelmed because if you're operating on more than one app, your focus is in different places. If you don't have your notifications turned on or you're not a good manager of your notifications, hence 30,000 unread emails, you can go down a path where you're like, okay, this is super overwhelming and If it's not leading to an in-person meetup, if it's not leading to something progressing in the direction I'm hoping it will go, then what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, which is why, like, the speed dating is actually brilliant because if there was a way to filter down, so you have an idea of what you're looking for in a woman and you have an idea of kind of like your goals of how you see your romantic life. And, and same over here. I've had a list that I've given out to the universe back in 2015 that I'm still waiting for. I'm like, ah, drop down from the heavens already, would you? <laughs> yeah, you <just> <laughs> I, I'm waiting patiently. But if I had a way to kind of filter down and go like, these are the characteristics I'm looking for. and And then that was how we were brought together. There were people who had those those things mutually in common. I think that that would be a great speed dating event. And I would I would delete all my apps and I would only participate in those events. Yeah, so, but what specific commonalities are you talking about? Oh, I could read you my list. <laughs> but I mean, I think I've been really working on what my non-negotiables are. And the two off the cuff are... I want somebody who wants to be married, like wants to be in a monogamous relationship. And I want somebody who wants to have children. And I'm not specific about what that looks like, whether I give birth to it, surrogate gives birth to it, we adopt together, whatever that looks like, but somebody who's open to the idea. And I was sharing with you that that's one thing that was missing in this. So I guess my call it a fear, call it whatever you want. But like, let's say I did meet the man of my dreams in that room. And he doesn't want to be married. He just wants to have a fling or he's dead set on having children or he's already had kids and doesn't want any more. I wouldn't know that going into it to know like, do not allow (laughs) yourself to go down that path because it's only going to lead to disappointment or heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I'm not sure if those events events exist. I think it would be worth checking out though. I think we should invent it. You and I. Yeah, yeah, we could do. We, could do. <laughs> we create our own uh, speed dating event based upon such principles. I think that would be good. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder how niche you could get because you do get very specific dating apps. Like, what's the? Is it Bristler? Is one? If you're into a guy with beards, you can 
download that app. I have never heard of this. I'm sure one's called Gristler as well, which is for those who like bacon. I've, I've written about it in one of my books, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, that, but you just get some weird, uh-huh. weird specifics. There's, is it called Muddy Matches? So if you live in the countryside, you can... I've heard of Farmers Only. Farmers mingle? Only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's like Christian Mingle, J-Date. I've heard yeah. of those. Have you ever tried Coffee Meets Bagel? Yeah, I didn't have any luck on that. And to be honest, I think, well, for the time being, I'm done with dating apps. They're just... Okay, tell me tell me why. I can't wait to hear this. I, I'm fed up with online dating and not meeting people in real life. And, and look, I, I mean, I know it's tricky because there's a pandemic and there's lots of sensitive things going on, but I don't think it's impossible to meet someone out because you can still keep your distance. And even though there is a flood of people now on apps, and... I did revamp my profile and I was getting more success. But in terms of conversation back and forth, it was all much of a muchness. It was still the same shit mm-hmm. that was yeah. going on. I don't know about you, but it does slowly drain your self-esteem because you're just getting used to like all the little dopamine hits of a match. You get your hopes up, you start chatting to that person and it leads nowhere. Maybe other people's experiences are different and they're getting loads of amazing, cool dates and um, they're having so much fun chatting with people and all of this. But it's just something I've not experienced. So that's why I'm sort of, maybe I'm disillusioned with it, I don't know, but I'm just not that bothered because I'd just rather get out and start meeting people um, in real life. And actually people have been really responsive for that because everyone's craving human connection. Oh, for sure. I mean, I have to agree with you, and I know there's probably like a bunch of naysayers out there, probably a bunch of people that you and I talk to on a regular basis because we talk to a lot of dating experts, we talk to a lot of relationship coaches, and they are all pro apps. And I've been kind of on this journey of dissecting the apps and also what people's vested interests are in these apps because I look at it a lot like like the fitness industry or that type of thing, because people would pay an infinite amount of money to find love. And I think sometimes we have to remember that dating apps are a business. Matchmakers are a business. There's all these different funnels and ways. And if you are looking for love and you're hitting a bunch of dead ends in through these different avenues, somebody can very much play upon your vulnerability and also you wanting that so bad. And that's where I think we get into the sticky situation of like, oh, you're going to show my profile more if I give you $14.99 a month or whatever the case may be. Or you can join my elite program where you get X amount of matches a month. But why do I want to stop receiving your monthly subscription if I'm a business? Because once I find you a match, you no longer are my customer because you are on this other journey. So I think for me, I've had some... in the matchmaker's interest to actually match you with someone. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think people need to be aware of these things and and operate with a little bit of caution. I'm not saying that they don't work. As in they want to find love for their clients because of the personal relationship that they build with them. Sure, sure. I think there is a bad apple in every bunch, you know. But I do think that most people have good intentions. But I guess for me, I go through this process of 
I'm in the thick of it, right? I'm not looking at it from an outsider's lens. I'm looking at it from my own perspective, which is very similar to yours. It's like, okay, I've tried all these different apps. I've tried the witty comments. I've tried the waiting for the man to comment. I've tried the been the aggressor to say like, okay, we've had some back and forth banter. Like, when would you like to meet up? Would you like to meet up? I've tried these other inventive ways, but I just don't think I've put my finger on what I deem to work or be successful the majority of the time. I don't know what that is. And I think once one of us figures it out and solves the mystery, it's going to be great because we can we can share that with other people. And obviously, like we're all on our own journeys and we're all kind of looking for love in our, in our own ways. And, and something that might feel good or natural to me might not feel the same to you. But I think there is a way to build a proof of concept and then kind of work backwards and make it scalable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the reason I'm keen to get off apps and try and meet people in real life is not just to meet women. It's just to improve my in-person social skills because I feel like they've completely plummeted and my ability to chat to a guy or a girl in whatever setting is just, I can do it, but I've just lost that instinct for random conversation. And it's like, uh, I'm at the point that, say for example, you go pick up a coffee and then the barista or whatever says, oh, so how's your day going? You know, what you've been up to? And you're like, you're taken by surprise because someone's talking to you. And I never used to have that problem. I'd just sort of go out with your mates or with other people and you just meet randoms or you just get chance people in the supermarket and stuff like that. I just feel like my skills like that are just completely non-existent. So I'm just kind of keen to get that back because I think through having a naturally chatty nature, you know, then yeah, Mm. that might lead to meeting that woman in the vegetable aisle and you make a joke about picking up the cucumber or whatever. (laughs) Whatever it is. The eggplant. Yeah, exactly. And um, you're just in a state where you're more conducive for meeting, well, women or people of the opposite sex, if that's what you're interested in, but just people in general. And actually, a friend of mine, he was breaking down the numbers. If you actually count how many swipes, right, you make and then sort of as a percentage from those swipes how many matches do you get and then from those matches how many turn into an actual date mm-hmm. i would love to know say the stats with you because say for example it looks like you've got loads queued up on your app but you mm-hmm. can say some of those are from three years ago mm-hmm. three years of swiping for what could have been 50 matches might mm-hmm. actually equate to nothing percentage Right, right. You know, and if you go and meet, I don't know, 50 people when you're on the street, then maybe one of those will turn into a date, in, in which case immediately your odds are already better. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Um, so I'm very much a meet in you know, real life type person too. I had someone make a comment to me like, oh, well, you were doing that before the pandemic and how'd that work out for you? Kind of like using it as a snide way against me. And I was like, but that's that's not the case though. Because here's the thing, when you meet somebody in real life, there's a lot of different factors that come into play, right? There's pheromones, there's attraction, there's chemistry. I'm very talky with my hands and I'm also a touchy person, which I know is a weird thing now with, with COVID because if you get anywhere near anybody, they freak out. I'm used to like having a conversation. If someone's sitting next to me, I'm like smacking them on the leg or that's just, that's just me. That's my personality and that's who I am. I could talk to a brick wall. I have zero qualms or problems with that. But I, I do love meeting someone 
naturally or organically that way because all of this like filtering goes out the window, right? I mean, and you're just there in a conversation and now you can like let the process begin. So you get rid of all that fluff. But with the matches and stuff, I will say maybe what I'm not disclosing is if I'm getting along with somebody well, I will give my phone number fairly quickly and take it off the app. Two reasons. One, because I want to progress the conversation and try to get to the in-person meetup. And two, because I'm a terrible app manager. You know what I mean? Like I'm not seeing the notifications and I don't want to be disrespectful um, of someone's time, but I'm just going to say that as like, okay, I I, I check my texts much more than I I check the apps. And if you want to progress the relationship, here's my number, have at it. You know what I mean? And And then go from there. And most of the time that works. I will say I, at that point, once I've given my phone number, if a man text me and says, hey, you got your number, saved it, da, da, da. And then he says, would you be open to a phone call? I'm all about it. I think that's great. And I would definitely love to jump to the conversation. What I don't love is if I'm on an app with somebody and I haven't given my number yet for whatever reason, and he tries to call me without warning on an app, that to me just feels a little bit like, I I don't know why, I don't know why I have this interpretation, but it feels a little bit like violating. Like I remember distinctly a man who left a voice text to me through Bumble and we were having decent banter back and forth. And he tried to call me, I thought this was a peculiar time too. He tried to call me at like 9 p.m. on Halloween. And in Halloween, I happened, we, I mean, we could could still outdoor dine. And so I had gone dressed up in costume and was outdoor dining with some of my friends at this fabulous party that I could only imagine if it wasn't COVID times, we would just be just, (laughs) it would have been amazing. And I'm sitting at the table and there goes my phone and it's like 9 p.m. on Halloween and this man is calling me through the app. And that was a major turnoff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Bold moves, I guess, can be good, but they can also like work against you. So yeah. I don't know. The other thing to throw in, obviously, with everything we've said, it's all offset by the pandemic because you don't know what somebody else is going through. They might be really sensitive about you approaching them in the street. Other people might be embracing it because they just want to talk to another human being. So it's very, very difficult to, to figure out what the right thing is to do. I mean, lots of people are suffering from de- depression, mental health is going down, but then at the same time, people are trying to protect families and loved ones and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It is very difficult, and I don't know what the right answer is. But the other thing to throw into the mix is, like you say, with an in-person meet, if, if you, I don't know, meet someone at the coffee shop or whatever, you'll be able to tell quicker whether or not it's going anywhere and mm-hmm. it saves time in the long run, rather than, Like I've heard so many stories of the back and forth chat on an app being really good. It gets to the phone call of the day and it's like, Sue, what should we talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've had that experience too. I've had that, definitely had that experience as well. Or if you allow the chat to go on for too long, you, depending if you're not in control of your thoughts, you can allow this persona of a person to kind of like develop. And then that can kind of come crumbling down when you actually do speak to the person. And I I do think like voice is important. Like some people have, maybe voices trigger or whatever. Like you have a very soothing voice. Obviously it's unique and, and, and I could probably talk to you for hours, but if I was, depending on 
where the person is from and how they speak is also interesting. Like they use a lot of slang. Do they use a lot of curse word? Like whatever the case may be, it's just, I, you got to get to that. You're right. You got to get to the phone call. You got to get to the in-person meetup. And God willing, ugh, going into 2021, we are going to have that opportunity and it's going to get a little bit back to normal. The voice note is so important because when the physical side is, is taken out of it, there's like an enhanced awareness of someone's voice. So you're picking up more social cues based on their voice because you can't meet them, but you can still mm-hmm. pick up a lot of information from it. Yeah. Okay, so going into this next week, I think you and I should each challenge each other with something. We can pick it for ourselves. of something we're going to do differently. In terms of? Dating. What a question. <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. Can I, yeah, it doesn't happen often. Can I just say to not date? No, no, no. No, um, you can't say that. Come <laughs> on. I mean, I'm not going to go on the apps, but yeah, maybe to try and meet someone with the specific intention of arranging a date when I'm out. Mm, okay, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I have been sort of going out and just generally chatting to people, but I suppose with the intention of actually trying to say, would you like to go on a date would be probably a good progression. Okay. I like that. Okay. I am going to commit to um, cleaning up my dating apps and getting rid of my old matches. And I think what I would like to do, and I would hope you would hold me accountable to this, is I would like to maybe go down to just one app so it's a little bit more manageable for me. You know what I mean? So it's not, I'm not, feeling like overwhelmed. I want it to be fun. I want the vibe and the energy that I had going into our speed dating, I would like to bring to that one app. Right now, what dating apps do you have on your phone? (laughs) Too many. But would it be easy Um, to ask which one? Which ones I don't? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have right now, I have Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, but I told you my card is disabled or whatever they use. I have Raya, which I believe I did not renew only because I I like the concept and I like the idea and I like that it's a little bit elite. However, I have really only in the entire time I've had it, I've only met one person in real life and that's not the goal, right? I want... What's the USP of Raya? So it is, you have to get vetted into the app and right. it, it it is your, essentially your chance to date people like in the industry. So I've seen some professional athletes on there. I've seen some actors, that type of thing. And actually like people who are not just aspiring, because I think I shared that I'm not, I'm not really looking for the actor. I, I'm looking for somebody who's more financially st- stable, not the aspiring actor at least. But so since I have this weird dream in my mind about, you know, be married to like a former retired NFL player, I was like, well, that should lead to it right there. And that has not been the case. <laughs> so, <laughs> You might get on it though. That's impressive. Well, I I can't take credit for that. I mean, I will give my brother credit for that. So he somehow got me vetted on. But yeah, you're absolutely right. After we kind of got, we had kind of like a chain. It was pretty interesting of people and and where they ranked and who was next. So as you got vetted into your membership, you would get a pass to then gift to somebody else. 
And this was a pretty long list of who was next. And I didn't necessarily know the person who was after me, if that makes any sense. We just kind of like followed our own little algorithm to let each other on. So I am a little bit weary about not paying for it because I'm like, oh, am I going to get back on there? Because uh, there came a point right before the COVID where there were some friends in our circle who were like, hey, get us on this app. And we weren't able to do so. So yeah, and then the only other one I think I had, which which I don't know if you guys use over there, is called Ship. And I was on it for a brief moment in time because the interesting thing about Ship is if my girlfriend and I are both on the app, we can swipe for each other. So yeah, so so you either go in as if you're swiping for yourself or swiping for a friend, which I will say has its pluses and minuses, right? So my friend could go on and go, okay, this is Aaron's type and make a bunch of matches for me. But it's very odd and peculiar than if I do the same for her and we're matching with the same men. Does that make sense? And so then it's a little like, okay, well, this is odd. Like I've just matched thinking about her being compatible with him. And then she's matching thinking I'm going to be compatible with him. And that's a little, little weird. So So never met up with anybody there, but I will tell you, at least here with my radius and how I have my filters on, a lot of the same men pop up on the same apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that as well. You get that here. If if you say, for example, if you deleted Tinder and deleted your account, would that remove all the matches? Yes, I believe so, yes. And I will say to anybody out there who gets off the apps and just logs out and doesn't delete... I do think there's some sort of trick or importance to actually deleting it from time to time. And I think it's because it will revamp that algorithm. And, and you get all your data removed and your match. Mm-hmm. Because it's keeping a history just like cookies on websites that you visit, right? And we all know that Amazon is still serving us something we looked at six months ago and bought day two of our shopping process, but they're still sending us an ad for it. And I feel like maybe it's the same with a dating app. They, aside of Hinge, most dating apps don't check in with you to go, hey, did you meet up with this guy? Did you have a phone conversation with this guy? Did you go out with this guy? So the only information they have about us is our swiping patterns and who we're swiping on and however that data and that algorithm is based. And then I have to believe that there's a factor of, is she a paying member? And and is she paying to increase her matches or increase her profile shows? Like I already know, and it's very public knowledge that the more you swipe, the more your actual profile is shown. So I have to believe that if you're on there and you take a break from the app and you just aren't swiping or you just log out and you don't delete it, that that's kind of, I don't want to say counting against you, but it's not doing you any favors. And also on some of the apps, if you are newly on the app, I think that gives you almost like a little tag, like in the car business, like we used to have like sale or whatever special. It gives you that little tag and it says just joined and somebody might be looking at my profile going, oh, she's been on here for four years. What's wrong with her? I would definitely get loads more matches within the first few days than I would ever. And then they would just trickle Mm -hmm. through after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you hold me accountable to this. Okay. Okay. Well, just to clarify though, so you've got five or six, right? Mm. Surely Uh for your own sort of health, that must be kind of, I don't know, demoralizing or constantly on your phone sort of thing. 
No, because I don't think I prioritize that. I've told you I've kind of moved on from the apps and I've been doing this inventive. I hit on the guy on Nextdoor, which I don't know if you guys have in the UK, which is basically like your neighborhood group of people. And it's I hit on him and that worked out really poorly. And then, yeah, on Instagram, you see kind of a plot of someone's life. Of course, it's only the highlight reel. But if that person meets the demographic that you're kind of like looking for, or maybe they have common interests or... I can definitely tell where they live, right? And I'm making a judgment call based upon who they show in their profile or or their feed, whether or not they're in a relationship and trying that out. I mean, it's unconventional and a little different, but that person may not necessarily be on an app and I might not have the opportunity to cross paths with them. But if I take a ballsy move and do it. I mean, what do I have to lose? Are you going to say no? Or he's drops on a knee in Dubai during a pandemic and is proposing to somebody else. I mean, that could happen. It did happen. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, the the guy I messaged on next door. Yeah. Yeah. There was no sign of a woman in his life from his Instagram. And I read something that he had written and I thought he was well-spoken and I thought, okay, this, you know, would be a great guy to, to get to know better. So I invited him to grab a cup of coffee and then like, could you not like, I mean, we, you know, had some conversation back and forth again, never mentioned a woman and then saw a post of him on one knee in Dubai in the middle of this pandemic proposing and congratulations to them. So. <laughs> What can you do? Well, what about for you then? You delete all of your dating apps apart from Hinge. Yeah, that's what I think. I will. I think we'll do properly uh-huh. remove your accounts. Properly remove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too. A lot of it's our mindset, right? And if we're burnt out on the apps and we're still engaging in them, I don't think it's going to be fruitful because it's like if if I am in a conversation with you and I'm telling you how I believe that all men are liars and cheats and there's no good men left in the world, I feel like all I'm going to be attracting is liars and cheats. And so, until we can have a positive experience or until we have some sort of little victorious moment on a nap. It doesn't necessarily have to be like we meet the love of our life and we're running off in the sunset like we mentioned earlier. But like until we have some sort of little success or nugget to kind of change our trajectory of how we look at that, I think I think it doesn't serve us a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It becomes a time suck. And 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 again, I I made it really a priority this year to if I'm engaging with a relative stranger, whether it be on an app or whatever, and they're pursuing me and I'm not interested, rather than ghosting or not responding or whatever other ways we've done in the past to kind of get out of something, I am making it like a priority to say whatever it is. I've enjoyed our chat and I think you're a nice person, but I don't think you're the person for me. Even if that sounds harsh, I know on the receiving end, I would rather somebody be upfront and honest with me as much as it would sting in that moment to hear that if I was really excited about getting to know them more or meeting up with them or whatever the case may be. I would rather hear those words than be ghosted, be strung along, or any other situation. Oh my goodness. We could talk about this for hours. I know we could, but I can't wait till we do our speed dating in the UK. We will probably have to do another debrief after that. But Saberno, if my listeners want to find you, 
How do they do that? Two ways. So they can head on over to the website, which is onlinedatinglaidbear.com. And bear, for those who might not know, is spelled B-E-A-R. And then they can find us, find me on Instagram at the handle at brownbear30ish. Just to let you know, I mean, I may as well plug this since it's going to be available soon, but there is going to be a page on my website for an application to date me if people would be into that. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Did you get that from Rebecca? I stole that from Rebecca, yes. That's what most geniuses do. They steal ideas. So I stole that from Rebecca Manley after she, t- after she told me about it on her page. And yeah, single. And I thought, you know what, why not? If people like the content and I don't know, they might like me, then they can they can go for it and see what happens. I mean, I'm not, in all honesty, I'm not expecting anything. It's just a fun experiment. If someone's serious about it, then I'll read the application and then take a look. Hell yeah, I love that. I thought about doing that too, because I, when she told me that, I was like, shut up, no way. <laughs> but that's also a great way, like, I could pimp you out. Like I told her, I was <laughs> like, oh, if I come across a guy that I'm like, oh, he would be great for Rebecca, then I'm going to be like, here, dude, fill this out. So now I have another person to pimp out. I love that. Oh my God. Okay. You tell me when it's live and when it's up. It should be live next week. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) Awesome. All of us are going to find love. It's going to happen. Yeah. And plus the the Americans love the accent. So I'm I'm more than happy to accommodate. (laughs) You know it. Thanks, Saberno. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Hope you dug this episode. I want you to go over to Saberno's podcast. It's Brown Bear 30-ish, and you will be able to hear all the ins and outs of speed dating. Jess, Saberno, and I break it down. It's also videoed, so watch us talk a little shit and... (laughs) (laughs) debrief Jess and I especially because again we dated the same men so I think you'll get a kick out of that I will see if I can share it on my website too so www.youresuchacatch.com yeah and whoever wants to go speed dating with me let me know let's make this happen Saberno and Jess and I are going to be doing a dating event another virtual speed dating event in the UK so that should be fun And we will also be chatting about that. So you guys, 2020, the what's left of it is all about inventive ways of meeting men. I'm trying next door. I'm trying Instagram DMs. I'm virtual speed dating. I don't know what's next. I asked some guy out in the drive-thru or literally like leave a post-it note on my door to the DoorDash guy. I'm, I'm not joking. Like we have to get inventive, especially if we're getting burnt out on apps, which as you know, you just heard Saberno and I, you know, chat about it, that app fatigue is real. App fatigue is like COVID fatigue, you guys. And until we can get our mindset back to like the positive and okay, this can work for me, we got to, you know, think outside the box. And that is what I'm doing. So if you have any other inventive ideas, if you want me to, you know, test out a theory, a method, (laughs) let a sister know. I am all about it. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. I'll chat with you later. Peace. (laughs) 